Chapter One Charles McIntyre stared placidly at his cards and stifled a yawn. He had not expected young Isaac Wicker to present such an entertaining challenge. Their little game had started at three, and by seven, they were still playing, though in a nearly empty saloon. This was the calm before the Saturday night gale. Absently noting the low rumble of thunder, McIntyre decided it was time to finish the game. He had better things to do. Glancing across the table at his sallow-looking, gangly opponent, he could see the boy swaying and blinking as he fought against the effects of the whiskey. Hunched bleary-eyed over his cards, Wicker had fought surprisingly well to keep from losing his mercantile. But he'd never really stood a chance. McIntyre needed the store back, and would have it back if he had to crush Isaac Wicker like a bug to get it. Ironically, he realized that wasn't the best way to start this new venture of making defiance respectable, as the railroad gents had termed it. A lawless town would be a trackless town they warned. Fine, get a few legitimate businesses running, calm the town down, put a nice hotel where the mercantile is. Then, the great American iron horse would come steaming into defiance, bringing with it opportunity, success, and wealth. Not to mention carrying his gold away to the mint in Denver. Oh, he knew he could simply bribe the right people, grease the wheels, as it were. But he preferred to seek that as a last option. He even had the funds now to build his own railroad, if he desired. But McIntyre liked his money right where it was, in his own pockets. For the time being, he'd decided to take the easy road. Ending the game with more boredom than ceremony, he laid down his cards. A royal flush. He thought he heard Wicker's breath catch and looked up. The boy had turned impossibly pale, and his blonde hair suddenly turned dull and lifeless, like that of an eighty-year-old man. The tiniest speck of compassion attempted to make itself known to McIntyre, but he irritably flicked it away like a greasy crumb on his silk vest. Scratching his thin, black, and perfectly trimmed beard, he leaned back in his chair. Unless you can beat that, I own the mercantile. Wicker shook his head and slowly placed his cards face down on the table. No, he whispered. I don't reckon I can. Satisfied that was an admission of surrender, McIntyre rose to his feet. This game was over, and he was ready to spend some time with the intoxicating Rose, catnapping in his bed. You played a good game, Wicker, he drawled in a deceptively charming Georgia accent. The best I've had in some time. But you were destined to lose. I'll give you 48 hours to clear out, as we agreed.
The inventory and gold stake are mine. You may keep all of your personal effects, including the wagon and your horse. That last was overly generous. But taking a man's horse was just plain mean. And McIntyre did not consider himself that callous. Although he was quite sure Rose would have something to say about it. That feisty Mexican wench held on to things with the death grip of a mountain lion. Wicker replied only with a lingering blank stare. McIntyre concluded that the boy was neither in a hurry to accept his fate, nor leave the saloon. Unwilling to be held up by the gloom in the air, he reached for the deed, sitting forlornly in the middle of the table.